The definition of the word pride, according to Merriam-Webster, is the quality or state of being proud. From the Stonewall riots in 1969 to the legalization of same-sex marriage in 2015, members of the LGBTQ community leverage pride to promote acceptance and a sense of normalcy surrounding the shapes and forms that love can take. As we enter Pride Month, we must not only acknowledge the progress we have made, but also the work that must be done to cultivate the acceptance of queer bodies. Pride Month is marked by rainbow flags, spirited marches, and brand campaigns centered around LGBTQ pride. For its sixth annual Pride campaign, Converse created a collection that is intended to encapsulate the journey to self-love and expression. Over the course of six years, Converse has donated more than $1 million to support various LGBTQ organizations like It Gets Better, Ali Forney Center, Bagley, and Out Metro West. In order to discuss the most recent Converse Pride collection, I got the chance to chat with Caleb Felix, a 22-year-old actor and model from Cape Town, South Africa. As a brand ambassador for the collection, Caleb worked alongside the Converse team to create this year's Pride collection and share the story of his journey to self-acceptance and self-love. Beyond his work with Converse, Caleb also promotes LGBTQ Pride through his acting career. He even played the first trans character on Afrikaans television. On this episode of The Pod by Gen Zine, Caleb and I discuss LGBTQ representation, the Converse Pride collection, and Caleb's personal journey to self-love. My name is Megan Baumgardner, and this is The Pod by Gen Zine. I, I got to play the first trans character on Afrikaans television, which was huge. Trans stories in general in Africa is also very, very seldomly done. So it was a, it was a pretty big moment. Um, and I was very happy to be part of it. That one is Ander, correct? Ander? Is yes, that how it's pronounced? Yes, yes, yes. Um, it's actually Ander. Its direct translation is Other. Interesting. And so does that does that allude to, you know, the identity of the character yes, that you played then? Yes, very much that, very much that. I would love to hear more about that if you wouldn't mind telling me about it. It's a family drama about um, four women, Dre, which eventually is the name that she chooses. So from Andre, she becomes Dre, her mother, her grandmom, and her best friend. And just this beautiful little dynamic of her coming to the realization that she is trans. Afrikaans is a very... Um, it's a very conservative group of people, very much the conservative folk, you know, very religious and all of that. So the television channel, um, which is a huge channel and a huge network in South Africa, is also quite conservative. So doing the film was very much taboo, even though it's like such a simple story, but it was done beautifully. Um, you know, so that we do have, you know, conversations about trans existence and just making queer existences very much... Um, tolerated within that conservative community so it was a very much a needed story especially in 2021 how what has your experience been like as a queer person growing up in that community you see i'm very fortunate because i stay in the city we have a couple of major cities um durban johannesburg cape town you know very cosmopolitan areas where there's also a lot of foreigners you know people from all over the world i stay in the city so i'm very fortunate and so my experience has been one that has been very privileged to be honest and the way that I get to navigate the world I can do almost anything that I want um, and express myself in any way but you know it's completely different you know two hours away from me it's way more conservative becomes way more religious and you know that also has its own implications Africa you know being a black and brown continent sees queerness as very anti 
African. Africa is just very anti-queer. I mean, have you found that there's been progress that's been made over the past like 10, 20 years as far as acceptance goes, or do you find that it's kind of flatlined? I think with anything, as much as, you know, we want to see a lot of change, we can't say that there has not been change because it definitely has, you know, because of media representation. Africa, and especially in South Africa, you know, American culture is huge. So we're watching everything that's on HBO and on Netflix and on ABC and on NBC, you know what I mean? So everything, everything that's on your television screens, we see. I don't know if you guys know this, but but very much leaps and bounds ahead of like representation when it comes to queer existences, you know. I think we look at Netflix now and we, in every single show, you know, there's a queer person. Queer folks have always been there. And so it's great that finally queer people are there existing in those spaces because it just, it, yeah, it just makes queer existence more palatable for everyone. Um, and it just makes everything, it normalizes everything like it is in the real world. Yeah, so I mean, pivoting to, you know, the Converse Pride collection, would you mind telling me a bit about the collection and your involvement yes. with it? I've been working with Converse now for two years. This is actually my second um, Pride campaign with them. I was with them last year, so that's why I was in LA just before global pandemic hit us. I was in LA and we filmed last year's collection, so it was amazing. An incredible brand that really takes care of its artists and everything, you know. But so this year's um, campaign is an incredibly beautiful one that is really focusing on the journey that queer folk have to self-love. Um, and so when you see the campaign, you'll see that there's this incredible mural that was created um, that will probably be everywhere, so then everything will make sense. But it just tells the story through imagery and colours and beautiful drawings and artworks of this journey of self-discovery to self-love and, you know, how it's sometimes really uncomfortable and awkward and dark. You know, eventually things become better, smoother and more beautiful and just glorious and victorious in the end. This is a very personal question. If you're uncomfortable with answering it, I completely understand. But can you talk to me a bit about your journey to finding yourself, figuring out your identity and seeking self-love? I really feel like I've had a very fortunate, blessed, privileged journey of this, you know, coming to the realization of who I am. As I said, the community that I grew up in and the city that I grew up in was very much, you know, embrace it. Is that a word? Um, of being who you want to be and not really discriminating against people because I, I'm from South Africa and so because of our history we have we have an incredible constitution that really promotes um, individualism and just accepting everyone for who they are and so my journey and I speak about this in the campaign saying that you know the journey to that place of self-love isn't really a destination, but just this continuous journey. Because every day, as a human being, you'll know, we discover new things about ourselves. We need to sit down, we need to interrogate certain things within ourselves, we need to reflect. And then we can start saying, okay, I love this about me, I don't like this about me, I'm gonna push that away, I'm gonna bring this in, I'm gonna embrace this more. And so it's very much the same with like my queer existence. So it's not, it's not really a destination, but more this evolving journey of always just reminding myself to love myself and to embrace myself and to accept myself and to unlearn certain things and to learn new things, you know. What does pride mean to you? Just an amplification of our existence. As much as we, we are moving forward, 
we always need to look back and just reflect and be thankful for where we came from to look back um, to where the LGBTQ plus community has come from and to where we are now, you know, having campaigns done by huge brands like Converse and Carbon Klein and all of these major brands, you know, telling incredible stories is fascinating and it really shows that we've come a long way. With the LGBTQ plus community, with people that come from different backgrounds and everything, how can brands be better allies? I think brands can be better allies by truthfully truthfully telling stories of the communities that they are you know being allies to allies for working in television i've been at table reads where things are too taboo and then a producer would come in and be like okay no we can't have you know two boys kissing just yet like that's too much um can we just take that out and silly things you know and i think it's incredible that when we have brands like converse that just sits down with you and creates an incredible safe space for you to tell your story to the world. You know, I think that's what's needed. I think just like truth is needed and we need to create brands just need to continue creating these safe spaces. Absolutely. And what is your opinion on the way that the LGBTQ plus community is represented within media and TV? I am an optimistic individual, so I try not to be too critical of things. So before I crit, I want to say that like the the industry has just moved like leaps and bounds, and it's incredible with the amount of representation that that we get. Other than that, a big a big thing that I'm always advocating for is that queer folks play queer characters, just because in South Africa it's a whole different game when it comes to queer representation there's not a lot of queer folks on television compared to what you see in the states and the uk when the opportunity is there and when there are actually queer characters to be portrayed in any project you know i really think that the folks at the top the execs and the showrunners and the casting directors and writers really need to realize that they have a huge responsibility to cast queer folks because also a lot of the time queer folks are being overlooked for other characters just because of their existences and people's prejudices you know queer bodies are really they struggle struggle to get work struggle to live and so that's why it's really important that you know people are good people and can just give queer folks the job with the Converse Pride Collection, it says it's by and for the LGBTQ plus community. So why do you think it's important to not only create the collection for the LGBTQ plus community, but also to involve members of the community in the creation process? You know, it's a very sacred thing, you know, Pride, and very sacred for its community. And so if we have major brands just creating clothes and merchandise for you know this time period and they make their millions you know but they have like one queer person out of 20 at the table designing and making it's just like it's not authentic and it's not real despite them maybe thinking that they know enough about the community and so with this collection it was really cool because each person that's part of the community we wear and model two looks. And so one of those looks, one of the, the shoes out of the two 
is shoes that was designed from our own pride journey. So it was a really intimate thing um, that was created over months and lots of research and discussions. So it's really our shoe and it's really cool telling our story. And so it's very much that that said, you know, a, a pride collection made for queer folks by queer folks, which is incredible. And what was it like sharing your story too? I mean, are you an open book? Are you comfortable sharing your story? I love articulating myself and, and I love telling stories. That's why I'm an actor. Um, and so, but being an actor, you don't always get to tell your own story. Most of the time, people don't usually get to tell their own story. They're usually listening to other people's stories, writing other people's stories, telling other people's stories. And so with Converse, it was so much fun because I finally got to tell my story. And, you know, as I said before, they really create they have created such a safe space. And so you just want to share everything. So in terms of pride and acceptance, what does your utopia look like? A world, honestly, that listens to each other. I think the world again finds itself in a really awkward place with all the wars going on, where if folks listen to each other and if folks could negotiate and re honestly just listen to each other and respect each other's existences, the world would just be a whole different thing right now. Um, and I think that's honestly a utopia that I would live in, just a world where people listen. Yeah, listen and work upon that and act upon what their neighbor needs, you know? Because there's a lot of folks and communities that get marginalized you know so that's why i would put it under that umbrella of you know if we can all listen and just work with our neighbors pride month may span the month of june but love and acceptance are virtues we must strive for 365 days a year as we enter Pride Month and progress through the rest of our lives, let's practice compassion, empathy, and love, regardless of sexual orientation, race, ethnicity, and gender. If you'd like to see what Converse is doing for its Pride collection, check out converse.com pride and follow Converse on their social media accounts. Thank you to the Converse team and Caleb for collaborating with the Gen Zine on this special episode of the Pod by Gen Zine. Efforts to promote acceptance and equality are integral in times like these, and with compassion and empathy, perhaps the utopia Caleb mentioned is on the horizon. Once again, my name is Megan Baumgartner, and this is The Pod by Gen Z. Thank you so much for listening.